Hey, this is Laura and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. The patterns that our clients come to us with and are wanting us to help them change are often the same coping patterns that they're using in their day-to-day life to help them manage their feelings. And so even though there's this expectation that we want to create change rapidly, that we want to move efficiently, that we want to see progress away from behaviors that feel disempowering towards behaviors that feel empowering of the person that they're becoming, we actually don't want to try to remove their coping patterns immediately. This is actually a really wise adaptation of their body to get their needs met. It's the way that they're their system has learned to orient to the world in order to keep them feeling safe, um, taken care of, in order for them to access love or belonging. And oftentimes by demonizing those patterns and trying to shift them away from those patterns too soon without, without having resources in place to offer them the same conditions that their coping coping mechanism was creating for them, we can actually cause more dysregulation and reinforce the pattern that we were trying to shift them away from in the first place, (laughs) which is interesting, right? It's like, okay, we're trying to shift them away from using their coping mechanisms to create these feelings of safety, of love, of belonging, of significance of whatever it is that they're using it for. And within the absence of having something to create that for them, when they're not reaching for their previous coping mechanism, this is actually going to reinforce their desire to reach for the coping mechanism, (laughs) which is funny when you look at it, it makes total sense. It makes total sense, right? And yet logically, we operate very surface level in these moments we see okay you're reaching for cereal at midnight and that's causing you to tip over into a binge session in your pantry let's take the cereal out of your house let's let's just get it out of the house so it's not there tempting you when really it's not that's not serving them because in that moment something is happening in their life that's causing them to have a stress response that they're using the cereal to manage they're using this this cereal to cope with to come back into a place in their body where they feel balanced okay where they're back they're back into a state of equilibrium or homeostasis in their system even though the act of binging on cereal and then Oreos and then chips or whatever is not functional for them, it's not serving them, it's not healthy for them, it is serving them in that moment. It's an adaptation that they created to serve them, to meet a need in the way that they felt capable of meeting it in that moment. And then that became a pattern that was reinforced over time. Okay, so by taking away the thing that they're using to manage their emotional state, we could be shifting into them, shifting them into a more dysregulated state. 
if we don't have other resources available for them to access. Now, it's also not as simple as we'll take away the cereal and go do breath work instead, because they haven't actually created a relationship with that new resource yet. They haven't experienced it. They haven't felt the similarities that they can get from accessing breath work versus eating cereal. The idea is to find resources in their life that they can reach for in moments that they're getting, they're, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling, they're feeling anxious, they're feeling frustrated, they're feeling activated in some way, and they're, they're wanting to move through that emotion or get to the other side of that emotion, right? The idea is to create resources that offer them the same conditions that using the coping mechanism would create for them. So it's important that we create a pocket of space and time for us to explore different resources because one resource for one client is not going to be an effective resource for another client. Remember, everybody's coming to the table with different lived experiences. Everyone's coming to the table with different associations around what will work for them or not work for them. And one resource, in fact, that's regulating, that's, that's nourishing, that, that offers those conditions to one client could actually be triggering for another client depending on what their, their lived experiences have been, depending on past traumas and, and what it is that's really happening on an unconscious level. Right? We can't make the assumption that breathwork is gonna work for everyone across the board, or meditation is the thing that will help everyone regulate in a moment where they're falling into a stress response, where they're getting activated and they're tipping over their threshold and they're reaching for a coping mechanism in order to get them back to a place of feeling safe. We can't operate with that assumption. And I think that that's where a lot of coaches in the beginning of this journey fall into difficulty because we ourselves have gone through a journey of figuring out how to resource ourselves, right? Many of us are coaches because we have lived experiences very similar to the clients that we want to serve, whether we, we struggled with food at some point or body image or whatever that is for us and now we want to help other people on a similar journey and we have these resources that worked for us and so those are the ones that we offer our clients and i think that that's a great place to start but also understand that we can't assume that just because something worked for us doesn't mean that that's going to work for them i think a really hard place to be in is recognizing when the things that worked for us aren't working for someone else and now we have to get creative now we have to understand that okay it's not my job to just give them all of the resources that they could need it's actually my job to guide them to find their own and in doing so i mean i offered this in the last episode asking them questions around what in your life makes you feel most like yourself what in your life makes you feel safe can you remember a moment recently that happened that made you feel really loved or really cared for or very really significant what was happening who were you with what was around you what was your environment like those are all cues to resources that could be available for them a resource can be anything it could be a soft blanket 
It could be a person, it could be an animal, it could be a place, it could be a sound, it could be a smell, it could be a color, a texture. There are so many different types of resources that people can explore for themselves and try on for themselves. And I think that this can be a really playful way of softening the edges around their coping mechanism and beginning to explore what else could be available for them that could give them the same conditions that eating cereal at midnight is giving them? And can we not worry about removing the cereal and instead shift our attention towards exploring other resources? I think when we, we try to remove the thing too fast, we actually are focusing our attention on the thing that we're doing wrong versus focusing our attention on the things that we have available for us that could very naturally kind of just slowly shift our relationship to our previous coping mechanism with time, almost like squeezing it out versus ripping it away. Okay, so in these moments, it's really important for you to understand first and foremost, there's wisdom in the coping pattern present. Second, it is not your job to remove that coping mechanism as quickly as possible. It is also not your job to have to give them the solution, the thing, the resource that's going to help them not utilize that coping mechanism anymore. It's our job to make it okay that that coping mechanism is there to help them see the innate wisdom in it, to understand what it's giving them, and then to begin to explore other things in their life that could give them that same thing. To explore what's here right now, what's trying, what, what is that trying to communicate with me? What is it that I'm feeling in this moment? What activated that within me? What am I trying to escape or what am I trying to get to? through using cereal and is there something else i could do perhaps that gives me that same feeling where else in my life do i access that same feeling of calm of balance of love of belonging if that's what i'm perceiving cereal to be giving me or if that's what i'm perceiving that i need in this moment right it's about normalizing their experience of resistance to change it's about normalizing the shame that you may have around these unhealthy coping mechanisms that you've created and helping them to soften to the truth that they're there for a reason. They're there to serve you. They may not be functional in your life anymore, but they were at one point. They were created for a reason. They helped you for a season. And they're still giving you something that you need. It's just now you're in a place in your life where you're ready to evolve beyond that. And that's amazing. And that's beautiful. But there's no need to rip that part away in order to expand into that next version of you. What if we just reoriented towards that expansion and allowed this previous version to fall away when it's ready? What would that feel like? How would that change? the way in which you're with yourself in moments that feel uncomfortable how would that change your relationship to feeling hard emotion i think that there's a softening that happens around our current experience when we can see that everything is happening for us 
that we're, we're reacting in a way that is offering us something. And to be able to hold space for someone to pause in that and explore that and see that for what it really is, is such a gift. And to invite them to access their own resourcefulness, to come up with ideas that you couldn't have come up with because you don't know who they are. You don't know that the color purple makes them feel grounded. You don't know that this one Madonna song really anchors them into the true essence of who they are. You don't, you don't know that there's this person in their life that they feel safest with. You don't know those things. All you know is what you're coming into that conversation with, the things that worked for you. So the things that worked for you can be a, a starting point for them to open up to new ways of being with themselves, new things to try on, but being careful around not creating rules around that. Like breath work will work for you or meditation will work for you or this one like body work movement will work for you. But just offering them, this worked for me. This makes me feel this way. What in your life makes you feel that way? And recognizing that they may not have the answer in that moment. This might require us to be playful for a while and to try on things that they think may be right for them and to not judge them when they're not. Not every idea is gonna work. Not every resource is going to give them what they need. They may have some resources that give them a feeling of love and belonging. They may have other resources that give them a feeling of significance. <laughs> and they may have other resources that give them a sense of safety and security. And that's great. We should diversify. We should understand that these are ever evolving and, and that as we change, our resources are probably going to need to evolve with us. You know, it's, it's okay that that the color purple makes them feel alive today. And then maybe a year from now, it doesn't really do that for them anymore. That's okay. I think that the conversation needs to shift away from the rigidity of this is your problem and this is how we're going to fix it to this is what your experience is currently. This is currently, this is the wisdom in it. This is the direction we're going to focus on. We're going to orient this way. And this is how this is going to work for you but it's going to involve patience and discovery and exploration and a willingness for things to not work how we expect. And then inviting in a conversation around expectation and softening around that. Like there's so many beautiful layers that can be exposed when we take this approach. But in order to take this approach, it also requires you to grow. It requires you to evolve. It requires you to be okay not sitting in the seat of fixer or problem solver or authority. Okay, it requires you to meet yourself in an uncertain moment. It requires you to step into these conversations and not know what's going to happen, to not have the answer pre planned, to not know exactly what they need. To be humble enough to understand what your own experience has been and to know that that is not their experience. That's so powerful. Such a gift. It's such a gift to offer someone 
the ability to honor their uniqueness, to stop shaming the parts of them that don't really make sense to the world around them, that don't fit in, and to bring those, those parts of them back online and, and to hold them in a different way. I create a resource to help you with this. I've spoken about it a few times over the last few episodes. So if you haven't got it yet, download it. I really encourage you to. It's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful resource to be able to guide these deeper conversations. There's really important reminders in there around what's happening under the surface with your clients, the role that we're playing in these really specific client scenarios and how to begin these conversations, how to guide these conversations in a way that doesn't feel forced or pre-planned or scripted, but really just invites you to drop in and trust yourself to try on what it might be like to release the responsibility of fixing for once and really just embody the role of space holder where someone has the capacity to resource for themselves. Trusting in that, releasing your responsibility to be that for someone and trusting in their capacity to be that for themselves. It's incredibly powerful for them and so liberating for you. I think where coaching relationships start to feel really heavy is when we don't trust ourselves to hold that space and we instead really grip onto the outcomes that we're creating session after session and measuring our value up against what we're perceiving the value of that session to be or how someone else is feeling inside of our relationship versus just trusting someone to be in their experience for themselves and have their own experience of us without making that mean anything more than it is. Okay, so download Power Questions, give it a try. If you need a little more guidance, there's a, there's a link called Connect with Laura in the show notes as well. Please use it. If you feel you need a little extra support, your submissions come directly to my inbox. I reply to every submission I get personally, and I'm more than happy to be that space for you. So please access me if you need me. And I'm so grateful to you and this work that you're doing, and I'm forever in your corner. I'll see you next time.